This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.tv or check them on Twitter at ClipItTV. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. and They last just for one week. Draft start every couple of minutes so you can join right now for week seven. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy do the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN Radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. You're listening to BGN Radio. Anyone that wants to doubt me, I'm just it just fuels a fire, you know, and um, I'm just ready to prove anybody wrong and um, prove people right, the people that believed in me, so I'm ready, ready to go. baby it is another victory show the birds have just knelt in victory formation 34 24 draft twitter baby it's time we're gonna get to you in a second i am john barcher that is james seltzer this is vince quinn boy oh boy 
What a game. What an ugly start. What a, what a, Ed Hockley, we're going to take you motherfuckers and we're going to see what you can do <laughs> in the first few couple of plays. What do they have? Four penalties in the row to start this game. Carson Wentz goes 0 for 4, 0 for 3, something like that. A 15 quarterback rating. And then all of a sudden, MVP Wentz comes out of the shell. Matt Collins, bang. Nelson Aguilar, bang. Uh, Zach, Zach Ertz. Ertz, bang. Who's the fourth one? There was no fourth one. No, it was Nel- well, Nelly had the fourth. Yeah, there were Nelly four. Nelly was the fourth one. I'm forgetting one. It doesn't matter. The oh, MVP. Corey Clement. Corey Clement. How can catch. I forget? Oh, what a play. The best play of the night, not to mention, I think Carson Wentz might actually be a goddamn wizard. <laughs> and baby, oh, baby, listen right now, everybody. You got to lean into it. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl contenders right now. And what a feeling it is seven weeks into the season to say that, James Seltzer. <laughs> it's amazing, man. Like, and that's the thing is like, look, you know, we will talk about it. There were some legit injuries tonight, some things that we'll have to kind of sort out moving forward. But here's the thing, John, and you just said it, and it's true. As long as Carson Wentz is the quarterback of this football team, the Eagles are Super Bowl contenders. That's how good this guy is right now. Just saw on Twitter Ryan Spader tweeting out, Carson Wentz, the first quarterback in Eagles history to throw 11, 11 touchdowns in three games. Unreal. He, he, he's been unreal, wow. man. He's take, We talked about it in the, in the pregame show. He has not just taken the leap from year one to year two. He has improved drastically from game one till now. Man, it is exciting to see, and, and that's the thing is no matter what else happens, as long as this guy's under center, the Eagles have a legitimate chance in every single game. Steam's the truth, man. It, it's just flat out the truth. It, it's giddy. Like, it's... it's. I have trouble accepting how good they are. <laughs> it's really, a lot of people seriously. do. Yeah. It's, it's amazing because it's a complete, like, all right, talking about the beginning of the game, four penalties before they technically even run a single play. You got four penalties. You're starting drives from the three. Uh, to deal with that, to, to do it like the next drive, I mean, they had nothing in terms of field position. Washington drives down the field and gets some points. It was so easy for this team to just throw in the towel early or at least get frustrated enough early yeah. that you get in a hole that you can't get out of. And they kept it close. They get points on the board. The defense was coming up huge. This team is so mentally tough and well-led that it's, it's phenomenal. And, and it leads to a complete playoff Super Bowl caliber team, and, and you saw it again tonight. Yeah, and not to mention that you know Jordan Hicks goes down in the very first play, right? I mean, there was, second, it was like third the play. second or third play of the game, yep. And I don't even know if he should have been out there in the first place, and that's going to be some questions to be answered uh, tomorrow morning, but um, it appears that Howard Eskin was even saying that it looks like it could be a season-ending Achilles. We will let you know as soon as possible as things kind of roll out and uh, things come across the timeline, but it's amazing how they had that. You're down 10-3. to Najee Good comes into the game, doesn't cover Chris Thompson, or someone <laughs> doesn't cover Chris Thompson, and you're starting to think, like, you had the refs, you have this, oh, man, here we go. And then all of a sudden, Carson Wentz just says no. Yep. Nope, we're not going to do that tonight. <laughs> we are not going to do that tonight. And I thought, you know, they, they, they never really got the running game going in here. It all kind of came on Carson's shoulder. And honestly, the defense was playing out of its mind in the early going. They just couldn't capitalize on those turnovers that they kind of almost created there. Uh, Gruje Hill, man, oh, man. Flying, flying around down to on get special in. teams. So especially. refreshing. Uh, absolutely. And just they, it was it – was, it, it, I was loved it so much because it was on the national stage. You had – People, everyone was waiting to see what happened tonight uh, because there were so many bets placed. 
is this the best team in the NFL? Probably still a debate, but damn, is it pretty close for the Eagles to be in here. Certainly it's been answered, who's the best team in the NFC right now? That's an easy answer. Who's the best quarterback that's going right now? That was answered tonight. That was answered tonight, and it was Carson Wentz. Yeah, no question. And, John, like you just said, I mean, that's the thing. The Eagles lost Jordan Hicks on the third play tonight. They lose Jason Peters, and they still win the game handily. There was at no point, you know, the, oh, Washington scores a touchdown, come back. No, Carson Wentz, boom, another touchdown. I mean, it was like no question. They Again, these are legit injuries that are going to be something they're yep. going to have to deal with, but – this team has really taken this next man up type of thing. We've seen it a lot already this season. The the mental toughness, Vince said it before, the mental toughness this team has, the ability to deal with adversity has been the most impressive thing we've seen from this group. And they just come together and they fight, man. They fight. Fucking fight! Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And it is, it is, it is such an easy team to root for, and and more than that, John, like you said, a guy like Carson Wentz, man, like not just the the numbers, not just the plays like that play to Corey Clement, the play where he somehow was sacked, and all of a sudden he's yeah, running ahead for a like, first down. Like the, just, it's, it's not it. just that stuff, but it's like you said, the reason this team is so mentally tough, the reason they fight so hard, is because their leader does it. Their leader sets that example, and that. That's Carson Wentz, and for a guy who just played his 23rd game of his career, yes, it is unbelievable where he's at right now. Yeah, it's crazy to me, and speaking of that play in particular, I, I, I don't know how he got out of Somebody, that. We were like, up oh, there's there a was sack. literally yeah. You couldn't see him. The broadcast view, you couldn't see him. Yeah, it was gone. I was just like, oh, that's a Three mush. Three Redskins And around. then all of a sudden, it looked like Darren Sproles coming out of a huge pile and zap, and has a first down and continues to drive on and continues to drive on, and... I, to to Vince's credit, with uh, you know being very large on Corey Clement here, yeah, uh, buddy, that the second best play of the night is when uh, I I have never seen a QB take so many shots and still deliver the football like he did. Like perfect, you ball. you start to think of all the great quarterbacks that are able to do that, and you just be like, am I seeing this right? <laughs> I, I mean, that looked like a Brett Favre thing. That looked like a yeah, you know man. that looked like Ben. That looked like Vic. That looked like this. That looked like that. And you're just kind of going like, is this for real? Is this happening right now? To throw a strike in the corner of the end zone to Corey Clement. I thought that was his best play of the night. I was, uh, it was outstanding. Blown away. Dude, the kid's the truth. Just bow down. It's over. I mean, it got take to the, the point. L. Yeah, take, yeah, take seriously. the L. Seriously. <laughs> There's like, nothing left. What, who did Jimmy Kensky tweet at? Imagine thinking Carson Wentz isn't a good quarterback. Yeah. It's like, it's just. Still a, planning that play. You sound like an idiot if you, like, look at this guy play football and say he's not good or he's not good enough or whatever it is. You sound like an idiot. And they're they're idiots because I mean, look <laughs> they are it's ridiculous because one of the things is last week and Wentz was in the MVP conversation he was the leader in Vegas and look I get it he was the quarter he was the best quarterback on one of the best teams in football at the time he would, he deserved to be in the conversation and it was more of an honorary thing but this week was the signature Wentz game. I don't even point, know if it was honorary, to be honest. Yeah. I thought it was just the numbers. Well, numbers well, speak for no, itself. He was you know? a really, come on. I mean, Tom Brady and Deshaun. Well, I'm not here to crap on Wentz. But look, I, I'm saying now, this was his first legitimate MVP caliber game to me. This was the time where he finally broke out. I mean, yeah, that play where he breaks out, that scrum was just. Yeah, that's outstanding. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. But his ability to uh, make all the adjustments at the line. Think about it. The crowd mic was so loud in the, the ESPN broadcast. Yeah, you could it was. hear all of the adjustments. 
adjustments they're making at the line. A <laughs> Not lot the of those only plays, thing you could hear. Yeah, well, yeah. you heard a ton of curses. <laughs> oh, my God. There was at least 40 swear words I heard on that broadcast. And so... Uh, to have Wentz command the line of scrimmage so well, to dominate with his legs in that game and get big conversions, and the confidence that he showed, uh, that third and sixth play where Corey Clement was in the backfield, ran to the left-hand side. This is after Peters is out, yeah. by the way. And he goes and gets that first down. It's a really tough, tight, close call. Wentz is in the backfield, and he says, uh, we're going for it, and we're going to get it. Something to that effect. And they do. And that's what this team is doing right now. That's what Wentz is making happen for this team. It's To see a complete game like that, where it was so rough early, it, he's just the truth. He's, he's everything you could ask for. In a and I, gotta, I, just gotta, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's been a long time since your quarterback was not only your passing leader, but also your leading rusher tonight. 63 yards on the ground on eight attempts. 21 being his longest run of the night, which was equal to LeCarrette Blunt, and that was right at the end, who had 14 carries for 29, Smallwood 8 for 25, and then, you know, 268, four touches, only 25 passes in those TDs, but they were a lot of mother effing air yards tonight. Mac Collins, <laughs> the future Hall the of Famer. God. Uh, that's why you practice without the gloves, so when you have them on, it makes it look so easy. And that's so funny, because James and I were talking during the pregame <laughs> show about, you know, what is his future? Where is he at? And even in a game where we're still trying to figure out how many targets Alshon Jeffrey did have, because it looked like they were trying to get him involved early, and I was actually surprised that they... And maybe it's because of the whole ref thing, and I couldn't believe that. I, re- I really couldn't. That uh, First and 33 to start your ball game. Um, is atrocious. You have and, Adam Schefter tweeting out. About yeah, like, it. it's yeah, like come is, this, on, is this a referee clinic or yeah. is it a football game? Which so shouts to you, Mr. Schefter, on that one because absolutely, I don't know if Ed Hockula is trying to teach everybody a lesson. And if that's true, and if you guys are that petty, you can't take criticism from a guy who's obviously whatever. Uh, they won the football game. Uh, so they overcame that, but they also tried to. It looked like they tried to set up the run early. I think that was part of the struggle, trying to get the offense going in the first quarter. Then they adjusted, did some other fun things where they finally ran up tempo. I think that's what Carson, got Carson Wentz in rhythm, and the rest is history after that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I also think, look, I think the eleven days off they did come out a little slow. You know, it just looked they were a little lethargic at first. I think that the four penalties to start it off just threw everything out of whack, and that first quarter was just off. And then they get going. And like you said, we did talk about the Mac Collins thing. And we said, oh, I don't know. Maybe he's the Tory Smith replacement <laughs> yeah, yeah, down the road. Yeah. Like, he does have that kind of speed. And we hadn't really talked about him like that. That was that was just awesome to see. Again, a perfect throw. Scott Kazmar, where you at? With yeah, where the you at, deep pal? ball, baby. Where you at, I mean, pal? all of a sudden, uh, when was the last time, you know, when's other than the, the you know, interception punt early in the game, which was yeah. essentially a punt. Which was really bad. But Well, that was the other thing yeah. that added to it. You're just like, where's Carson throwing it and where's Tory Smith going? Yeah, but What's like, happening here? Yeah. Other than that, like, can you think of a deep ball in the last month that Wentz hasn't hit on it? Because I can't. He's been he's been deadly accurate with those throws, and we saw it again. And I mean, that throw to Hollins was literally a perfect throw. Hollins outstretched ball right there. It was just perfect. So the throw to Clement, his body's like leaning forward as he's throwing arm like the stuff he did tonight the stuff he continues to do and we talked about it in game one of the season that Wentz has that magic he has that ability to do things that five people on the planet can do and we saw that in spades tonight well the the interesting thing too about Wentz and you mentioned the Hollands play because the Hollands play that is sort of the microcosm of the game because the play before that Wentz gets sacked he fumbles the ball 
Yeah, and he lands yeah, on yeah, it. You're right. Yeah. I mean, like to have to go through that and, and be able to recover the ball and then immediately on the next play have a 64 yard touchdown. It just totally broke the game open. Like that is fundamentally enormous to have that kind of composure and yep. and you know all the things that we've talked about with Wentz before. So to those two plays that they mean the world in this game. And Wentz deep, that was one of the things too. End of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter, they made that adjustment where they started going a little bit more down the field. Yep. And it worked. They really started to pile up the points and that's what helped put this game away. They were able to get those deep plays done. Yeah, I mean, this this got to a point almost where it started to lean. I mean, I, I can't remember if it's the exact anniversary of that Michael Vick to Deshaun Jackson in the, the opening frame where they just, you know, hang 60 on him or whatever it was. Yards. Yeah, I mean, just it is, it is, it felt like that for a moment during those deep shots, just like Vince is talking about. And, and, and speaking of, I mean, this is, this should be the party, and it really is. So, what I, really, I want to start here. Uh, and we'll put a bow on Wentz in the biggest way possible. We're still going to talk about him throughout the rest of this program, uh, and we thank you guys for listening on uh, Facebook Live and certainly on the podcast, which you can find us on Twitter, at BGN underscore radio. If you're there, hit the like button on the BGN radio page. We'd love to hear from you. Um, this is where it starts for me. Uh, we we told you everybody that you had 10 days, right? <laughs> 10 days are up. So if the takes aren't deleted, if you didn't scrub all the screenshots – if you aren't prepared for what's about to happen, you better get ready. And I'm going to start with the Cleveland Browns tonight. And what I want you to do, feel free to take a couple of shots tonight. Look, it's late. It's about midnight on the East Coast. We're bearded up. We're fired up. Some of us are bourboned up. I'm all for it. You want to, you want to start swinging and punching at some of draft Twitter? That's exactly what you should do tonight. But more importantly, more importantly, our first enemy on this list will always be, at least in my heart, and I don't care if it was well-intentioned or not. I don't care if it was a quote that was taken out of context, and I certainly don't give a shit that the Cleveland Browns are 1-21 since they passed on Carson Woods. <laughs> because right now, the quote I am reading from an ESPN article written in July after Carson Wentz was drafted, had golf been available at number two, Deepadista indicated, <laughs> it would have been a difficult choice. But Carson Wentz was not considered a top 20 quarterback. <laughs> so, to the Cleveland Browns, thank you. Thank you for being a delusional, oh, incompetent, yeah. almost worse than the Washington Redskins franchise for passing on probably one of the best things that would have saved your franchise and gift-wrapped it to the city of Philadelphia because not only are you fucking idiots and not only did you insult our intelligence when doing so, you gave us a chance in two years to reach something that we haven't seen in a very long time. And not only that, to continuously be, continuously be a contender in something, I don't know if you've heard of this before, in the playoffs and possibly <laughs> in the Super Bowl and open up a window that is so far deep that you could probably shove Deshaun Watson through it as well while we're at it. Because that, that my friends is where this started. It is where all of draft Twitter took its took its sniffing cocaine takes and looked at the Cleveland Browns and said, that's what you're supposed to do. They're doing the smart thing by by staying where they are and having a whole bunch of draft picks, and those draft picks turned into dog shit players and one mediocre wide receiver, along with having the condens the, the, just an outright attitude of calling all of Philadelphia 
all of the analysts that cover this football team, all of the fans, everyone, everyone that had arguments with you in this offseason, I've seen quotes and I have seen some shit that'll make you so pissed off that that's why they deserve and we deserve a day of pettiness in this city because we are going to make your souls crush for about 24 hours if you think that getting away and telling me that you know more about football than we do and that ends an argument, son, you got another thing coming and it's going to be painful at 10 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday, once again begins, and boy, oh boy, if you have them, I want you to quote tweet those sons of bitches who are insulting you, me, James, Vince, the blog, everyone in Philadelphia, hashtag once and just let's have some fun at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. I warned you. I warned you. And now... It's time to pay the piper because that's how I feel, man. I just feel like incredibly uniquely special at this point in time. And guess what? I got to start with myself. I'm owning up to my own mistakes. And listen, I admitted it a long time ago, but since it's once again, let's clear the air. I was 100% wrong, Howie. (laughs) You should have traded up for Carson Wentz. And guess what? It was a great thing. I can't believe that this – I can't believe that he is our quarterback. I, I cannot believe that we are talking about an MVP, not even a full second year in week – going into week eight now. I had to do math, and it was bad for a moment. <laughs> you were rolling for a good while like, there. Wait. You're good. But we're heading into week eight, and I'm on fire. I, I can't believe – Carson Wentz is here, man. John, I mean, we might – like, it is arguably – like, we just saw the best – Eagles quarterback performance that we've seen in our lifetimes. Like, that's how good Carson Wentz was tonight. And there's no question. I love you, Donovan McNabb. There's no question you have had a three-game stretch like Carson Wentz just had. Like Jared Goff. I know. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. And and, Deshaun Kaiser? No. Seriously, like, Carson Wentz, like we did before, the first quarterback in Eagles history, have 11 touchdowns in three games. The fact that he is where he's at through 23 games. 23 games. He is an MVP. MVP candidate, a front runner for MVP, deservedly. You can watch him, and he does things that you can't believe with your eyes. <laughs> and he is smart and poised and a leader and everything you could ever. He's like a godsend. Like It's almost like, like you said, I can't believe that I get to watch this guy steer my franchise. Like yes. the, the, it's, it's like all the, the, the pain and suffering that we have had over the years has led to this Fucking ginger genius, god amazing person. I like. I'm. I, I, he is my favorite person. Like I love him. It is so. That's how I feel. I yes. feel so like emotive towards Carson Wentz. That not only is he a wonderful guy and all that stuff. Like clearly he's easy to root for. But man, like our quarterback does that shit, man. Like he does stuff where we are just like, yeah, mind blown. And he has led us to a six and one. I mean, it's it's. I, I, like I'm speechless. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm so that's, excited about Carson. And, and listen, it's not like this is where I come through, Vince, because I know people get are still going to get like, hey, you know, we've seen good things just kind of disappear in Philadelphia. I totally get that. Like my ass has been chewed so many times for overstepping my bounds and getting excited about a lot of things, and we're all guilty of that. But we know this is different. We know this isn't. This is not. Foles, this is not a Sanchez Bradford no, debate. No, this no. isn't any of that. You know, and and we know we knew Donovan was good. 
We knew yeah. that was going to happen. We also knew that there wasn't that killer instinct in him either, right? Like, we can, we can finally admit that, like, 100%. hey, greatest quarterback in franchise history up to this point. Till now, baby. Never really. I just <laughs> no, feel, that's I what I'm saying. The, it, and it, and yeah. that's all it is. The magician part, the the killer instinct is more there along with the talent. And, yeah, there's going to be mistakes that are made. It's not, it, it doesn't guarantee anything, but it guarantees hanging out and being a contender and having a playoff window open for a long time. Well, look, look at the other MVP candidates now that are out there at quarterback. You've got Tom Brady, who's the sharpest guy you'll find at the line of scrimmage. No question. And the, and the way that he generals an offense is, is second to none. He's the greatest quarterback to have ever played. Yep. Deshaun Watson is the most athletic, stunning, you know, game-defining guy with his legs right now in the National Football League. Alex Smith turns the ball over less than any quarterback in the NFL. But if you're talking about the complete package, yeah. the guy that gives you all of those yeah. things enough at a superstar quality, you are now seeing it together in this game in Carson Wentz. We've seen the flashes here and there. We've seen him do things to will the team to victory, to make these fourth quarter drives, you know, six and a half minutes at the end of the game. Those kinds of things we've seen now. To see the complete package in this kind of way on a national stage against a divisional team that had everything to lose from this game. I mean, Rob Kelly showed up and played. He's incredibly important to them. Brashad Breland showed up and played. Incredibly important to them. Morgan Moses out and into the game, but he was there. You know, Sheriff, back in the game. Like, you had all of those things for Washington. They were ready for this game. They knew it was a big deal. And for the Eagles and Carson Wentz to come out and play this way, through through all of that BS at the beginning, and just stomp Washington out. Last four minutes of that game, five minutes of that game, not interesting. Why? It was over. Yep. <laughs> it was over. No. And and this was a really important gut check kind of game. Think of all the questions. Well, it's ten days off. Is this too much? Are they going to be able to handle all that? Are they going to be able to? Are they feeling themselves are they too themselves? much? Yep. I don't think so. Uh, when you're stomping out Washington like that, you're not feeling yourself too much. I mean, that was a fantastic game. And and Wentz is the guy at the center of all of that. Yeah, exactly. That's the key. Is like I said it before, and I truly believe it, that this team takes their cue, takes their, their like, the way they are from Carson Wentz. Like, he is the center of this team. We talked about it in the pregame show, the idea of how we might not love when he throws his shoulder into a linebacker sure. in that Carolina game, but his teammates <laughs> You're damn right they love that. And you're damn right that's a guy they're going to go to war for. And then on top of that, man, the poise, the the control, the command that this kid has at his age, at his experience level, to have that type of command at the line like we talked about, like Manning-esque, Favre-esque, like that type of stuff. That's crazy. He's It's his 23rd game, and we're talking like that, well, man. Well, wait, he's a Division One AA quarterback. Those guys <laughs> those guys can't yeah, be good professionals, guys, James. Guys, you got to slow down. Yeah, when Hugh Jackson wet the ball, <laughs> uh, clearly he couldn't play outdoors. And clearly Hugh just canoe, baby! Uh, and and that's just, you know, we come back around and it's just kind of, uh, uh, you know, that that's going to continue all week. Like the, the Carson Wentz conversation is now going to go into, into a major spotlight as well as his football team. Yep. And uh, I, I, I'm so happy for Derek Barnett tonight. As, you know, we had mentioned, I just think it was a, it was a time where he finally got a solo sack. 
He ends up with two. Uh, I will say for the for times there, there you know, wasn't really setting the edge that great. Uh, I, I think some guys got kind of in and around him. Brandon Graham kind of struggled there a little bit, but overall, uh, I, I'm amazed that the defense was able to hold. You know, it was just well, especially with the linebackers. Yeah, the, uh, you're down. You're down, Kendrick. So we didn't even mention throughout this entire podcast thus far until right now, who wasn't a ghost. So the hammy was. Probably a lot worse than we 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 had thought and assumed, and you know, just like we said, it didn't look. I mean, Hicks made it through three snaps, and now you're stuck with Najee Good, Bradham, and uh, Joe Joe Walker. Walker. So you're kind of that was that was that was the thing we talked about a long time. It's like, man, this this is really thin at linebacker, and 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 at a point, at least leading into to the season, you know, we said the same thing about the corners, and that got depleted for a little bit, and they were able to hold again today. And it really, I think, it just goes back to more or less the credit of. The front four, uh, and and yep. they are still going to be the anchors, and they're going to make everybody look better. But I I really do think with without Timmy Jernigan, without Fletcher Cox, without Chris Long, without all of their play tonight, it would look a lot different. They gave up a lot of yards, and uh, hat tip to a big big hat tip to Malcolm Jenkins. That's where I was about to go. He's who, the man. Who again? He kind of what a game, man. You know, they gave him a lot of responsibility, and Jordan Reed got his goat a couple of times. That's to be expected, but. You know, he came in there, made an important third down stop, and really got the momentum going for them. Uh, when was that? In the second or third quarter? Third there. quarter, yeah. yeah. And should have had a third down stop on Cousins if they had potentially challenged that spot. I get why he didn't challenge it. It was close. But, uh, yeah, man, Malcolm Jenkins, especially after losing the guys, it really felt like Jenkins kind of upped his game when Hicks went out, leader of the defense, all that type of stuff. It felt that way. But it's like we've said for weeks, man. Like, this D-line is that good. It is yeah. good enough to make up for deficiencies on the back end. And we saw that tonight, man. Derek Barnett coming out party. Yes. Talked about that in the pregame show. It was a good <laughs> pregame show for us yeah. tonight. Um, and, and it was great to see. And, and we talked about that because he had continued to look good, and he's right there, and, and it was coming. You knew it was coming. It was awesome to see it on a national stage tonight, especially going up against Trent Williams a fair amount of times. Um, and, and just in general, I mean, Fletcher. Cox, man. Fletcher Cox. That guy is Just a outstanding. He's a game wrecker. Like he is he is a guy who is a, a legit difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. We saw that again tonight, the one big sack, and was just in the backfield nonstop tonight. They had no answer for him, and, and no team really does have an answer for Fletcher Cox. Never do. Especially when you can put Juring in there, and then when you can add the ends who can rush, and Chris Long, man, like we don't, we talk enough. Who is playing for free tonight. Exactly. Playing we, for we, free. We talk yeah. a lot about what an amazing, awesome, beautiful human being he is, but guess what? He's still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah. He has been really good and kind of undercredited for how good he's been for this line. Yeah, it's, it's been outstanding, Vince, and I thought uh, Jim Schwartz's plan to really, again, no, not much different from what they did in week one, and it didn't, he didn't really take the, the gas pedal off once the injuries were happening there. I mean, you know, Jalen Mills was still playing off, and they just decided, you know what, let's just throw the kitchen sink at, uh, at uh, Kirk Coupons uh, again a couple <laughs> of times. It really pays off. I don't know what it is. He just, like, like there's Eli scared, and then there's Cousins scared, and they're two different things, but uh, for some re- he does not like that Eagles defensive line, and he makes a, a couple of a, a, just terrible throws. A lot of good sacks tonight. I, w- I was really impressed with uh, Jim Schwartz toward the later half of this uh, football game. Here. Oh yeah, I mean that that interception that Cousins threw at the end of the game is just so indicative. <laughs> yeah. of it. it was like, where are you? There was no one. Within it was like Corey Graham yards. was a Redskin. He was throwing yeah. right to him. It, it was an big awful credit to Brandon play. Graham on that too. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So yeah, that was the kind of impact that the Eagles defense had, and it finally showed at a tipping point late in the game. But yeah, credit to Jim Schwartz. Because look at this. At the beginning of the game, when you don't have Kendricks, when you lose Jordan Hicks, 
and you've got your backup linebackers in there, two out of three, well, what happened? You saw some big plays. Vernon Davis was eating that defense alive early. I mean, two really big catches. Chris Thompson had a touchdown catch. Where Najee Good's just watching him. Yeah, he's the most dynamic playmaker yeah. that they Najee have. Najee Good was like standing still in the middle yeah. of the field. It was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, so total mix up in that regard. I mean, they were a complete mess early in the game, and it got you to the, to the point where it was like, oh crap, maybe this is a big problem. Yep. And for them to really rein things in and control Washington the way they did, I mean, think about it. The, the running game for Washington is what they do. Rob Kelly was there, so there's no excuse in that regard. He was playing. You know what he did in this game? Seven rushes, sixteen yards. Yeah, no, I mean wow. the, nothing. That 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 the Eagles are going to stop the run, no matter what. Like they are so good, the best in the league at stopping the run, and we saw it again tonight. It's a great point. It was huge for stopping them. Washington is a drive team, the same way the Eagles are typically. They're a drive team. We're going to beat you up. We're going to run, run, pass, run. But you know, you mix it up. You keep people on their toes. You run the ball a little bit. Uh, you move the quarterback out of the pocket here and there when you have to, and. And that's how you win. You control the ball, and you win the game that way. Washington didn't have those chances. They didn't get the chance to roll the ball no. downhill and, and build it up. So the Eagles consistently, as the game wore on, being able to hold Washington back, force them to punt the ball, improve their field position from what it was early in the game, gave them the chance to drive the field right back, get those touchdowns instead of field goals, and it, it helped them just blow Washington out. And I know Jake Elliott missed one, and I apologize. That's, That's my fault. fault. I said it's he was never going to miss again. Nice job, Dick. Yeah, thank God. That's I did it. Yeah, at least. Listen to the crucial time, thank God. I was about to say, like, can you think of a less important field goal to make? That worked out all right, so I can't uh, get too mad. I'd say that again. Jake Elliott completely money again. You know, nails hit 50-yarder in his first go. What was the stat you had, Vince? He's the most 50-yarders ever hit by an Eagles kicker in a season already. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. What is that? It's incredible. And for, uh, you know, a guy that's... And what was the other thing, too? Oh, yeah, Roop tweeted that thing out, too, where it was like... Uh, of the most accurate kickers, oh, like in the yeah. So David Akers, when he retired, and and by the way, again, shout, shout out to David out Akers. To him. What yeah. a career for him. He was exceptional. Um, so, so David Akers, when he retired, was the second most accurate kicker of all time. Yeah, he's not even in the top twenty anymore. <laughs> it's insane. Like it is so insane. Kicking's Kicking. just gotten so much better. <laughs> so much better. So much more specialized. I mean, I mean, when I was growing up, like, like we loved to rip on Scott Norwood for that missed field goal, but like a forty-seven yarder on grass back then was a, a really a big tough deal. kick yes. to make. Oh, really I always felt kick. bad for him because it was a hard kick to make. Then they now, cut him a year later. Yeah. Mm. Now, now it's like. Uh, not automatic, but you're going to make that most of the time. It's it's really changed. Well, yeah, and you get more domes and stuff, so it, it's just the conditions for a kicker are are good. But yeah, Elliot, I mean, hey man, when you feel confident that a guy can hit 45 to 50 yards, and it's more than like 80% yeah. chance that he's going to do it, that's insane. That's that's what this kid's giving you right now. Yeah, it's it's, it's an unreal story, uh, you know, coming off of a practice squad and like the whole whole thing and how it's going to just it, and that's the other thing about this Eagles team. Like, even though, yeah, the last Two weeks we're complaining about the refs. We're doing a lot of that, and, and that's rightful. Rightfully, Sorry, that's, yeah. that's righteous. Righteous, righteous yes. Um, I. It's amazing how many things have broken the right way for the Eagles, but not in a sense where like, oh, good, they needed they needed this humongous lucky thing, and that's what won them the game. It's just you know they're they're playing at a different level, and a lot. I think a lot of that when we. You know, we look at last year's roster, and sure, there's there's definitely things to point to. And Lane Johnson being out it was always a huge talking point. And the wide receivers, and that's that's such a humongous difference of yes. going into this season, and just the, all the elevated play. It really is 
just how well Carson Wentz is <laughs> and how he's playing in year yeah. two. Like, there's the, all those different adjustments that have kept them in. And really, just like we we're saying, like the defense looks different now. Like it, it feels different. The team attitude is different. Um, and uh, uh, by the way, speaking speaking of that Corey Clement touchdown, this come from Martin Frank, who uh, was just talking with them, uh, said that. Clement was the fourth read on that. <laughs> when do you ever hear that? Never. He was the fourth read on well, that play. You, you don't even barely get to the third read, well, let alone the fourth. You see Wentz doing that all night, though, when he had time, and, and the pass protection was, was shoddy at times. But when he had time, you saw him looking one, two, three, four, like all over the field. Like he's really, we talked about this. He's improved not just from last season to this season, that's clear. From game one till now, he's really getting through his progressions more. And before we get off Jake Elliott, yeah. big shout out to the Bengals for drafting a kicker in the fifth <laughs> round and then sticking him on the practice squad. Thank you. Yeah, we, we very much appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, it's just been an incredible night so far. And there's uh, even the stuff where you thought, all right, you know, there's a bunch of big games by Vernon Davis. There was they just they just kept fighting today. We knew that Washington was going to come in there and throw the kitchen sink at them. They then they did from all all different facets of this one. Uh, but the good thing is they just they minimized all the big plays that did happen. Uh, they really turned things around. They they took control and they didn't let off. Uh, you know, I always defer <laughs> is is kind of the the thing here too because it seems like they get most of their momentum. Uh, all the time, and it's and it's been weird. They're good for one bad quarter. Yeah, and it, and time. and early on it was the fourth, and now it seems like it's the first. first so yeah. if you're if you're playing three, uh, you know, three out of the last four at a very high level, I, I really like these Eagles' chances here. And Vince, I know we we talked about it a lot last week. We're going to keep talking about it this week too. You know, where's where's the, they're definitely not at the ceiling. And granted, we're not going to know what that is because of all the banged up injuries. Uh, Jordan Hicks is in a boot and in crutches. Not necessarily a great sign. We kind of knew that going in. We'll update you as we uh, we keep going along here. But even with these injuries, uh, you know, how much is that going to affect them moving forward? And does it really matter as long as Carson Wentz stays healthy? Well, it doesn't matter so much as long as one Wentz is healthy and two Peterson and Schwartz do the things that they did tonight. Look, Schwartz had to make the adjustments and get his guys in line, and he made the right calls to make it work. The defense exceptional. Exceptional for tonight. They were they were absolutely outstanding, and it, it's a lot of praise to them. They were they were hugely fundamental in keeping the Eagles in this game in terms of score and mentally all those things. What they did early was fantastic. The other thing is Peterson and his play calling was I thought pretty good in this game. As much yeah. as they struggled to get the run game going, that they, they were consistent enough with it. They'd get two or three yards here and there. It was enough for short. You know, third and sixes, which for this team, it's not so unmanageable as it would be for an average NFL team. And so they were able to get all those drives. The other thing is, when Jason Peters went out of the game, the first thing they did, all right, they throw a quick pass. It's like a slant to Aguilar on the right-hand side. So away from Peters. Then the play after that, you're running the ball to the right-hand side. Then you're running a bootleg, and you're bringing Wentz out to the right-hand side. They gave Big V a couple of plays to get his legs under him. And what was Washington doing at that same time that the Eagles were going away from where Peters were? Or was well, they put Ryan Kerrigan over Vitai, and they were trying. And why to take, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. I, history says. Yeah, that is exactly the move that you do. 
you put him, you put your pass, best pass rusher on that tackle. You push him and push him and push him, and he's had trouble in the past. They dodged that. They converted plays. They end up going down the field and get some points. Like that is, it's just excellent coaching. So that helps you overcome injuries. That's what good teams do. Uh, and Teron Davenport also pointing out, who joined us on the pregame show as well, and uh, you can hear him on the Next Level podcast on BGN Radio. Uh, was one of the bigger proponents of staying with Lang Johnson on the right side. Which we agree with as well and, and that, said before. Yeah, and that was that was something that we were like, you know what, You're, you make a great point there. Uh, and, why weaken yourself at two spots? Yeah, and Vince is, Vince is pointing out why too. So, you, you, you know, you allow him to get his legs. And not only that, you have to help him out there. Tight end, running back, whatever it is to kind of hope and slow down what's going on through there. Lane Johnson's still one of the best right tackles in the league, if not the best. And just like James was saying, you don't want to move him out of position to then throw off your continuity there. Lane Johnson also pointing out in the locker room right now, you've got Von Miller, you've got Demarcus Lawrence coming up on that right side. Yeah. I don't want Big V taking no. on those guys either. You might as well let Lane Johnson take care of him, take your chances here. I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to do, if they're going to bring anybody, sign anybody, train anybody, whatever. we got a week to go before the trade deadline. I'm okay with Big V being your swing tackle on the left-hand side. I me, really am. Me too. No, look, uh, and again, this goes back to something we were talking about in the pregame show with the concept of the depth that this team has, and not just that, the depth of guys who have actually gotten game reps. And as much as it sucked last year, the fact that Big V got to play those many that many games because Lane Johnson was out, even though it was on the right side, that's in-game NFL reps for that kid as a rookie that has made him better. He is significantly more competent than he was when he first started out. As we saw him improve over the course of last season, he's serviceable. He's fine there. Look, he's not Jason Peters. You lose a guy like Jason Peters, there is no way it's not going to affect you at least somewhat. He's too good. He's too important across the board. You know, he's too much of a leader. Like, it just is what it is there. But I do think that Big V is serviceable. I think you, and we saw it, I think the way that they're scheming, they can scheme around it enough where it's not going to be something, especially if yep. Carson Wentz is there, it's going to cripple your offense. Well, the other thing is, too, before we move on from Jason Peters in any way, because, look, the reception My that God. Jason Peters yeah. got on the field was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the think of the respect. Like, how many players go down and it's okay, well, you get the guy and you cart him off the field. Some people shake his hand and whatever. The entire team left the sideline yes. to go around Jason Peters, get him onto the cart. Trent Williams came over from the skins to shake hands with Jason Peters, say, like, hey, man, wish you the best. And then he gets carted off the field to a stadium full of people chanting, Jason, Jason Peters. Yeah, it's it was well deserved. I was in a, you know, just again like for for the amount of times that you know Philadelphia fans get a lot of crap. Like you don't you don't hear. It. I mean, I'm sure that would happen anywhere with any any fan. And I'm just saying like they, there wasn't any thought to it. It just it happened naturally. It was out right away. Just a great thing to see uh, at the link tonight. And this is this is my main concern, and it has been for a, a while now. And I already mentioned the running numbers. I, I'm, I don't want to get too crazy here, but you're you're going to need somebody that can create his own yards. I think Wendell Smallwood was fine. Blunt was fine. But there's not guys there that are going to be able to now get you uh, adjacent Peters running lanes, which are much different than big V lanes. Much, much different. Uh, I'm not saying that the run game is going to be completely shut down here, but there are times through through that where – just you just can't get it going. I think that the the Eagles still need someone somewhere. I don't know who now to create yards on their own. That's that's the type of running back you need. Unfortunately, doesn't look like the Eagles have that. And I wonder between all the different injuries where they're exactly going to go. Would you put a priority on anyone 
right now, whether it's free agent, that there's probably not that money out there or trade on any position right now, James? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I think that, that when you look around the league and kind of look at who could be on the block and who couldn't, you don't really see a lot of potential options at linebacker. I think, you know, if Kendricks comes back healthy, I think Bradham Kendricks, Joe Walker mixed in, I think that's kind of what you're going to see at linebacker. And I would love, you know, like I think Vince said earlier, oh, if only DeVarro Bowman could have lasted one more week on the Seriously. Mark. But um, I, I think that I think that ultimately, I think Carlos Hyde really the only guy who we know is available who really could make a big difference right now. I, I honestly don't think you're going to see anything. And at least to the point about the injuries, while they are, you know, painful and, and it, it does hurt this team, that's the way the NFL is now, man. I mean, like this is the Eagles, yes, are getting hit with injuries, but so is every other team in the league and they're going to continue to. That's just the the what it is. You have to be able to weather these things. That's why the depth is so important. That's why having a quarterback like Carson Wentz is so important. That's why having a defensive line that can make up for deficiencies on the back end is so important. So, um, you know, the injuries are going to hurt, but that's just the way the NFL is now. You have to be able to weather these types of things. Yeah, and again, I think there's we, we've said that for a long – when this team didn't have a quarterback, <laughs> uh, we said for a long time that a good quarterback will cover up a lot of those holes. I think they have that opportunity here. But I don't know if, if, there's, if there's something out there right now. And, again, we're just talking in very much generalities because there, there's probably not a lot. And, honestly, there's no teams that really want to give up anything that is even close to starter quality unless you're really – Really giving them a great deal here, but if there's yeah. anywhere that they would go, Vince, where would you go position wise? Well, uh, for me, I yeah, line I'd take linebacker over running back. You got a couple of guys that are contributing, and so when you think of the snaps that you're going to need at the linebacker position, I would love to see another linebacker in here. Um, the the running backs are, are fine, so I, I don't know who's available, and that's something that'll probably be dug through in the next couple of days. In terms of running back, just a couple of other options off the top sure. of my head. Um, just for the hell of it, like you look at Seattle, you've got Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy and Proceis. Maybe you could shake somebody yeah. loose there. I don't, I don't, I think they, I don't I mean, know. They, I think they, you they're could struggling, get some, as it were, but I don't think are. you really want any of those guys. I don't think any of those guys present a, a real upgrade to Blunt in, in reality. I mean, You're I'd take like not. Garrett Blunt over all three of those guys right now. I'd take Smallwood over Proceis, like that, or at least the same as Proceis. That guy can't stay on the field either. I think if they're going to make a deal like that, it's got to be for someone like a Carl side, someone who's actually going to make a legitimate difference uh, here. Or, uh, you know, in, maybe even in terms of, I'm, I'm just going back through the pool of Doug Peterson guys and Shark Hendrick West kind of pops up in my sure. head a little bit. Sure, I mean, that's an interesting know, guy. I, I don't mean, know. He's a, he's a legitimate threat in the past. I mean, at least he's someone you can really count on. He's right. a great pass blocker. I mean, there is something there. It's the type of guy you need. I just, again, I don't know if it's worth, not not even worth giving something up. Like, this is a, you're, you're contending for a Super Bowl. You do what it takes to contend. You do what you need to. I mean, but again, like, like a seventh rounder, sixth rounder, something like that. Yeah, exactly. No, nothing anything right. crazy. It's right. fine. I just don't think that that that's enough of an upgrade for you know for them to be out there you know scouring the chart. It's a weird West spot yeah. to be in because look, this team is so. I mean, they could go a million directions after this offseason. If you think of guys that they could sign and won't sign and whatever, sure. like half of this roster could be gone next season. Mm-hmm. It's it's that fluid, which is. I mean, it's it's kind of scary. Um, <laughs> well, but, yeah, but it's true. There's 19 free agents on the board, so yeah, who knows? Yeah. So you got a lot of flexibility. It would be interesting in that way then to bring in another guy like a Carlos Hyde who is on the end of his contract, and then it'd be like, okay, well, are we signing him then as well after the right. like? It's just another another question mark to throw in there. So uh, I don't real, know where real, you go real, with real all quick that. though. I think that 
and this is what I said uh, after the Panthers game. I think if they were to win this game, fate's telling you, hey, man. Go for it. There's a window here. Yeah, you have to go for and it. And I think you got to be a little more aggressive. I, I doubt they do anything at the trade deadline. I'm just saying if I was in the chair, I'd maybe, I'd maybe push that up a couple of notches because you don't have many opportunities to be like, all right, look at the rest of the NFC. We've got, mm-hmm. we've got Minnesota, who has Case Keenum, and we've got us, who hasn't been uh, anywhere close and sniffed a playoff win since 2008. Uh, mm-hmm. And we haven't been back to anywhere close to anything since 2003, 2004. Uh, it's 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 getting up there. And if and if if it's humming, find something that's going to keep you humming, and maybe even improve your offense a little more. I just think they need one more facet to this offense to really just kick it into high gear, and then be a. a I mean, they already are. I'm just saying, like a serious problem on offense uh, because, uh, like I said, I think the strength of this team is through the front four slash the front seven. And I think they have enough now, even with Jason Peters going down, to maintain and still do things with that offensive line and create running plays here and there. But you're just going to run into a couple of buzzsaws, and Seattle's one of them. The Rams are one of them. Uh, the Raiders are another, where you're just going to go, man, we are going to be one-dimensional very quickly, and you got to figure something out. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I would, I would advise them to at least knock on a few doors and kind of see what uh, is going on out there. Interesting note is, is Zach Berman had uh, pointed this out a long time ago. Uh, not a long time ago, just from, just from this week as Jay Gruden was taking his conference call. And this is a direct quote from Jay Gruden, and we, we knew this going in. Carson Wentz has progressed at a rate as fast as anyone I've ever seen, really. His ability to make place in the pocket, his ability to stand in the pocket in the face of the rush and deliver balls accurately, I think he's already proven this short in his career that he's one of the top quarterbacks in this league, quite frankly, and he's going to be for a long time. I don't know how he got to Philadelphia. Wow, is that not true? You know, like, <laughs> he knew before they even played the game that yep. that's what was going on there. It's, it's an incredible. Also, this coming from our good friend Matt Harmon, who works over at... Uh, NFL.com. Carson Wentz's touchdown to Mac Hollins traveled 62.8 yards of <laughs> raw distance in the air. That's not air yards. That is literally from <laughs> here to when they caught the ball. 62.8 yards that some bitch hung in the air, which is the longest over any of the last two seasons. Ah! Yeah! I think we can close the book and say that Carson Wentz can throw the deep ball. Scott Tasmar. Hashtag air motherfucking <laughs> yards, baby. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, Vince, you've been saying this for a long time, too. It's just the chemistry of the team. It's the it's the feel of this team. Like there is, we sniff something special, and now I think we've just gone over the hill. This is a special football team. It's incredibly special because to have you have everything. If you run through a, if you just have your ideal wish list of what your perfect team has, all right, you've got your franchise quarterback. You've got a steady, sturdy offensive line. I mean, if you look, you know, Peters aside, all the other guys are rated as some of the top at their position in the entire league. Yeah. Your front four on the defensive end are phenomenal. Now you've got Nigel Bradham, who's been playing out of his mind, and we'll see how he goes with Hicks. But Kendricks is playing great, so your front seven is good. 
You've got two backup corners. And those guys are doing a hell of a job for being two backup corners that no one thought anything of going into this season. And for even, like, Jalen Mills getting targeted as much as he is, he's playing good football. He's there. He's around the ball. He's making tackles. He's tough. So, so you've got, like, young guys contributing. You're heavy at the right spots as anchors for this team. You have a diversity of offensive weapons. You have leadership in the back end of your defense. You have leadership uh, just all, all across the, the board. At the most important it, position in the yeah. sport. At the most p- important position. You've had it in your left tackle, and even if Peters is out, he's still in that locker room. He'll still be around the team. You've got a well-coached team with Doug Peterson. Still guy, yelling at Jake yep. Kelly to be better miss, not miss another kick, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, you've got all of these things going together in such a way that – it's not a fluke. There's nothing close to a fluke here. You've seen it consistently over these weeks. How many trap games? How many primetime games? How many different situations where it's like, oh, well, I don't know. Just be, it's, it's been too many days off. Like They just stomped out Washington. Again, this was a really, really important game for Washington. They got blown out. Yep. So, like, what else do you need? They're complete. They're a Super Bowl contender. There's, there's not much competition right now. No, it's a great point. And, and not just that. Like, tonight, they beat the shit out of Washington. Carolina. They beat the shit out of Carolina. Pete Morelli made it closer than it should have been. Yeah. Arizona, they beat the shit out of Arizona. This is a team that is playing at a high level and not just winning the games they're supposed to, but winning them in a manner that befits a good football team. They are beating teams handily. And and again, tonight especially, the way they won this game after seeing you know the, the guy who calls the plays on defense and your longest tenured offensive player, your, yeah. your leader, your guy, to see those two guys go down on the same night and to have the will and the fortitude and the, the toughness to play the way they did and, and put that game away so easily. I, I, you're right, Vin. I mean, this is the kind of thing where you can't look at this team and again, even with the injuries, you can't look at this team and not say they're not a contender for the Super Bowl. And for yeah. tonight, too, it's not like it was an easy start and they just got the points early and Washington rolled over and died. Right. Yeah. They, look, the, the numbers. 29 yards of offense in the first yep. quarter. Man. 31 penalty yards. Yeah. Crazy. They it's won crazy. that game. They, they Like, what else do you possibly want from this team? They just handle all the adversity so damn well. Absolutely. And we're going to keep things rolling all week long right here on BGN Radio, BleedingGreenNation.com, BGNRadio.com. I can never not wear this shirt now. I started wearing this shirt. Listen, I had a different shirt on. They lost to Kansas City. Oh. And we did this at Tailgates for the rest of the time. I this is this is Locked the Eagles. I can't change it. Yeah, no, I can't change no, it now. But you're, no, you're wearing it Sunday through Sunday, though. You can like wear it Sunday and then wash it. And oh then no, wear I'm, a few I'm other wa- shirts sorry, yeah, I'm, wa- I'm washing yeah, it again. Yeah. Not like the entire time, but uh, this Sunday I can't take this off until until they lose. It's yeah. it's it's honestly crazy. And ladies, so you're gonna have to wear it through February. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I right? guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, DVOA said fifteen and one. What? They're still on pace for it. So, uh, oh my God. Uh, they, uh, you know, it's crazy too. It's just, I, I, it's, it's everything that you could imagine. And I listen. I know it's a different sport, but there's a lot of Sixers fans in this building right now. And to have Carson Wentz look the way he did, to have Ben Simmons triple double on a night tonight, to have Joel Embiid go thirty and. Nine, oh my God! Today, what was of that all first days, day that the this Sixers is the, and Eagles have won since 2013. Is first that time since December 29th of 2013 wow. that the Eagles and Sixers have won on the same day, and they did it in an incredible fashion, ladies and gentlemen. 
Philadelphia sports are fun again, and it's been a long time <laughs> for this to come around, man. We've been through a lot. We've been through oh, a lot. Man. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, you, <laughs> you've got Reese Hoskins and Aaron Nola and uh, J.P. Crawford and uh, Nolan, Nolan Patrick, Patrick. and uh, it's, it's Shane Gostisbehere, Giroux playing wing, Wayne Simmons, uh, Sean Couturier somehow being a top line center, and it's working. Uh, Andrew McDonald injured. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, but, kidding. I'm but kidding. I'm kidding. But also not kidding, and that's kind of cool. Now you can bring up Simmons. I mean, just just alone, this Eagles team has given a, a big heartbeat. The rest of the sports are doing that too, and I just feel like all this waiting. All of this, what, who's the new GM? Who's the new head coach? Why are we drafting this guy? Why are we just, It's all coming up at the same time. Football's the accelerator, and they nailed it with Carson Wentz. Everything else is falling behind it. I think it's going to continue to get fun uh, for a very long time. We're going to leave it right there. This has been BGN Radio, number 271, an Eagles victory. Wentz again, 10 a.m. Eastern, tomorrow. Tuesday. We will see you then. We'll see you guys.